Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 202, Backcountry Conversations with Carl and Derek. On this episode, Carl and Derek from Backpacking and Blisters share stories with Trust the Trail host Scott on some trail hijinks, including the worst trails, worst foods, and just how awful mosquitoes taste. Scott also shares his road trip adventures on how important bear safety is in Yellowstone, and a special invite is given to both Carl and Derek to backpack in Yellowstone 2022. Do they accept it? You can always always join in on our discussions on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and join our podcast family come hang out and be a part of our community well we want to welcome a new sponsor very excited to have gaia gps which is an awesome desktop application and app to plan your next off-grid expedition with the gaia gps desktop or app route planner you can find a link to become a member on TrustTheTrailPodcast.com, episode, 22, episode 202. Just click on the banner. Now, just for our Trust the Trail listeners, you will get the first year for only $31.99. Normally, it's $40. Bucks. You will be able to download, download offline maps, print custom maps, access the complete map catalog, layer multiple maps together, see the Trust the Trail favorite hike maps, and you can download. It is a very robust app. I mean, I've loved it. Um, I've used it for a while, and I'm super, super excited to be partnering with these guys. In full disclosure, Gaia GPS, at no cost to you, does offer us a commission for each new member that joins. I've already created, like I said, several maps, super easy to use in the process of mapping out all of the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon, and I've, I've had a really good time. So I'm going to just go to episode 202, click on the banner, and become a member today. Also, next episode, you do not want to miss, we have Aaron Owens Mayhew of Backcountry Foodie joining in and answering your questions from our Facebook group, Trust the Trail. Super, super excited. If you do not know Aaron Owens Mayhew, if you do not and are not familiar with Backcountry Foodie, Aaron Owens Mayhew is a registered dietitian and avid backpacker. She has a great website. Both Aaron and Trust the Trail podcast understand how important nutrition is on the trail. If you go to backcountryfoodie.com and use the promo code Trust the Trail, you get 20% off their membership services. Backcountry Foodie also offers our listeners who go on trips with us specific one on one meal planning as part of our adventure backpacking trips. That's backcountryfoodie.com. Promo code Trust the Trail, and you get 20% off. She has so many different meals. I mean, she's got an awesome meal trip planner to plan your meals because you know everyone's different, everyone's unique, um, everyone has different food intake. So, you want to go and check out her site. Uh, really, I mean, I learned everything, I learned so much from her every time I watch one of her videos or, or just talk to her. Um, so, uh, 
Yeah, so we had a pretty good time. Uh, we had the pleasure once again to talk trails with Carl and Derek from, from Backpacking Blisters podcast. This is our second time recording, and we always have uh, just, it's full of sarcasm and fun. You never know what's going to come up. We never know what we're going to say. Um, uh, we always have a really good time. So we had a blast doing this. We had a lot of laughs. And uh, we didn't really have a main topic. It was more like the worst trails, worst food, and so on. And uh, we did get we did get some insight on who pees in the campfire more, <laughs> Derek or Carl. And um, and at the end of the show, yours truly gives them a special invite at the end of the show. So let's kind of get into it. Uh, we both recorded this simultaneously, so we're we're the, their podcast is going to probably be a little bit different than ours because of editing. But we just had a great time. So here here we go. Good man, good to be with you guys. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, we got like a dual podcast. We did this a couple of years ago. It's been a while, right? It has been a while. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so what's, what's new and exciting with Trust the Trail? Uh, well, we have been. Uh, I feel like I've gotten to know the the inner sanctions of the United States in a personal way. I <laughs> we have traveled. Uh, oh my god, I can't remember where we were when we did the podcast, but we we've been. Uh, God, I've been through Wisconsin, Oklahoma, Kansas, uh, mm, yeah. uh, Arizona. And then we were in four months, we were up in Montana, uh, oh, which yeah. was really interesting because the part of Montana we were in was Yellowstone. Awesome. Okay. Great. Nice. But we weren't in Yellowstone. We were in a small little town called Cook City, Montana. Okay. Uh, the population there was 72 people. Right. Well, 74 they, with you guys, right? Right. So, <laughs> 74. Right. 73 now officially since Ariana's still up there. Yeah, um, there but uh, they do an amazing uh, tourist business. I'll bet you those guys get every bit of a half a million people oh, through that geez. town a year oh, yeah. going so into great. the Northeast entrance. And, you know, they don't have a large workforce. So those guys by October, when they were closing down, half of them were crying. Half of them were insane. Half of them were, (laughs) you know, just walking around like zombies. They were beat. They were really tired. So it was really interesting to, to, you know, spend the summer up there. And just to clarify, when you say Yellowstone, you're talking about Yellowstone National Park. You're not talking about Yellowstone, the ranch owned by Kevin Costner. Right. I was going to ask that. No, this would be Yellowstone National Park, although it would be really cool to spend four months there also. But yeah, yeah, it was the National Park. Yeah, some bad things happen. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of shootings. (laughs) A lot lot of shootings. That's right. You got to come prepared. Longer gear list for that trip. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Well, so... But um, you you actually shared with me you had an interesting interesting story for the worst trail or trail experience that you've ever had, um, Scott. So what what did you have? what was that? That was somewhere in like Illinois or something. Yeah. So um, and you know I, I would kind of uh, say that you know, no trail is ever like it's never the worst trail. However, there are different times when you know, you say to yourself, man, I, I maybe, maybe I shouldn't be here right now, or maybe this was a bad, this Mm. was a bad day to hike this trail. Um, and I I remember coming off the Appalachian trail and, uh, I spent, oh man, maybe like four or five months just, I mean, I I didn't know what to do with myself. I'm like, I was just, I didn't know what to do. I was, I was looking for anything to, to, to do or to hike 
to get back out there. And um, uh, just by happenstance, I just find this Illinois river to river trail in the Shawnee national forest. Now keep in mind, I was in Chicago and, you know, there's not a lot of backpacking options in Chicago unless you drive to get out of the city. Right. So I'm like Shawnee national forest. That sounds good. It's a 186 mile trail. Boom. I'll go down there and just knock that out and, you know, spend a couple weeks down there just to, you know, just to go hiking and exploring and um, right. sounded so easy. It sounded it always so, does. It always it, does. It, it sounded does. so simple. Right. I mean, you know, and um, so like famous last words right there when you're hiking. I know, <laughs> just right? Another, just over this hill. Yeah. It's, right. It's just one more, <laughs> one more ridge. And yeah. um, so I, I sent in for the guidebook, and uh, I, I couldn't. First of all, I couldn't believe they had a guidebook for a 186 mile trail, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, yeah. So this guy had kind of taken upon himself to write this guidebook. And so I get the guidebook and I'm doing a little, little, a little plan and prayer, uh, prepare, but not really much. Cause you know, you know, for me, 186 miles after off getting off the AT, like it just didn't seem like it was going to be that hard, you know, or that difficult. Mm -hmm. And uh, I get the guidebook. And the first thing I notice is the guidebook is backwards and you almost have to read. You know, like you almost, code, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like the writing was back from right to left. <laughs> yeah, but upside down. It, it's like you almost like huh. needed to stand on your head, read the guidebook backwards, upside down to make sense of he. Instead of going, you know, from I mean, it was just weird. It was like the weirdest guidebook I've ever read. So I'm like, that huh. should have been a red flag right there, you know. Yeah. Right. So it sounds like whoever made them just needs help learning how to work a copy machine. Or was <laughs> or highly dyslexic. I, I'm not really sure, right. but he it was just everything was backwards. But hey, man, appreciate the work he did. It was cool. Get the book, drive down there. And um I I notice when I get when I start doing the trail, um, there are like three to four trail signs or trail markers on the trees for the same trail and after reading the guidebook he had said well we've changed trail markers a little bit or trail symbols oh, and over the years and some of them are older than others well older than others there are like four or five of them and they were all different and they were all on different trees and they were all on different trails oh my goodness and uh it was I would say it was probably that not only was the trail completely overgrown. I'm like, I, I thought people hiked this trail. It ended up being more of an equestrian trail and more of a horse trail than it was. Okay. So you're walking uh, on horse poop. So you're definitely not trusting this trail. I was not trusting the trail. Nice, and nice, and, and the fact of the matter is, is that the trail not only was um, it was, it was pretty trenched out too because of all the horses Right, right. So anyway, um, long story short, I, I, I do like a 12 mile day and I go through Giant City State Park, which is really nice, really a nice old state park. I think one of the oldest ones in Illinois. And um, I make it to this place called Panther Den Wilderness. Now, I didn't Ooh. know Illinois had That's a wilderness name. area. Right. It's like a that. very it's a very cool name. Like why Panther Den? Why? Why not? I, mean, I don't know if you want to find that out. Actually. You know what's coming. Yeah. But in, in Illinois. You know, I mean, right. I could see Panther in some other states, but Illinois, I don't I don't see Illinois as a big Panther hangout place. You know, <laughs> what, what do you imagine? Like, what are the wild animals in Illinois? Like a lot of wild chickens or what are you, what are you thinking here? Beavers. It's beavers. I think they have some pretty mean 
um birds too like yeah, yeah. i think birds can get pissed in illinois but that i'm not really sure maybe like a raccoon oh, a raccoon could scratch your oh, eyes out yeah, yeah yeah you know um but not not a lot of uh you know flesh-eating animals <laughs> i think you know okay but uh, yeah, so Panther Den, you get in a Panther Den and it was just really eerie. It was really quiet. Mm-hmm. Nobody was there. They had all these like little hang caves that you could kind of camp under. And mm-hmm. it was okay. just the most eerie place. And you were by yourself, right? I was by myself. Which makes it more eerie. And it was yeah. just like, there were, and the, the, like the wind wasn't blowing. Mm. It was just, everything was just, everything like had stopped. Right. You know, would you, would you like manifest panther sounds in your own head? You know, like, oh, I heard a growl. No, but a... thank God I had not seen the Blair Witch Project before okay. I had done <laughs> yeah, this because I would have looked for like stick figures up in the trees. You know, oh, it goodness. was that kind yeah. of place. Yeah. Um, and so I was hammock camping at the time and I set up my hammock. And that night, the only thing that was, and I mean, they were around at the hammock. All I heard the whole night were coyotes. Wow. <laughs> you could okay. hear the coyotes right next to the right. to the, the hammock and at that time it was a hennessy hammock so like to get out of the hammock you had to you know kind of like coming out of the birth canal you have to you know you had to put your legs out there and squeeze <laughs> out you know and like just kind of drop so half your body would be standing on the ground the other half yeah. was still in the hammock i don't and, think i've heard um, that analogy before. did you did you come out mm-hmm. legs first of the womb is that what you're saying yeah, i try to do things different i go i <laughs> i appreciate I, that. I, I did a head dive right out of that thing um <laughs> i try to do things different and because I figure if I had to get out and run, you know, like, do I want That's the feet point. first? Do I want to bail out first? How do That's I want my exit? Because if you're yeah. going to shake off some coyotes or wolves, you know, you're trying to strategically think what is the best way. Right. You know, and that for- makes sense. I mean, I've seen Carl get out of a hammock head first a couple of times and it didn't really go too well. So, right. And he wasn't even right. trying to do it head first. That yeah, was just yeah. like, well, he just fell out. Well, yeah. I just thought if there was, yeah, if I'm going to get chased by an animal at that point, I can, you know, use my legs to whip the hammock around as like some sort of a weapon. That makes no sense, but we'll go with it. Okay. Well, but I yeah, I think, t- I think that was like the worst. I think that was like the worst. And I still think about that. I still get freaked out about that. Yeah. Uh, that, that would that be freaky, though. The takeaways I have from that, though, there's a couple of things you said that I want to I want to highlight, um, or one thing in particular. So you mentioned that you said it was a 186 mile trail, which you didn't think would be that hard. So <laughs> you, I think you True. live in a fitness realm that is different from Derek and I and a lot of folks out there. Because when I think of a 186 mile trail, I think that's a big trail. That's a big trail. Yeah. Well, it was in Illinois too. So I mean, like I didn't think Illinois had a lot of mountains. They do have some hills down in. in uh, in southern illinois but you know after you know after you're done the at it you know i had just gotten off the at so i I, you know i was really i was in great shape not like i you know i mean i think walking up the stairs right now would probably i'd consider that a mountain but back then it was completely (laughs) different so um i was in a completely different completely different frame of mind back then okay the, the, the other thought i had too was like Derek's making fun of the guidebook author but 
I think Derek might underestimate the complexities of a copy machine because I definitely had challenges there where, you know, you just put one copy in it and jams up immediately. Well, you know, we all have our challenges and those are simple ones for you, but I think well, it's... for me, so you th you're saying everybody else out there, fellow adventurers out there, you're saying that they do not struggle with copy machines. I you? think you're putting those words in my mouth. I'm going to take them back out, <laughs> throw them in the trash. Um, I'm saying copiers can be challenging for certain types of people. You're, you're one of those certain people. Types of people. Okay. I think um, everybody has had the copy machine work that's constantly i'm gonna working. guess that scott is like 98 successful with the copier you know if it, other than until you start uh, the automatic feeder that's where things go wrong with yeah, exactly me. automatic feeder when it sucks the paper in it just yeah. jams it up and then you take the paper out and it leaves that little bit of piece in there and then it's broken like, this sounds like a out. whole nother podcast episode right sometimes the you? sometimes the paper doesn't even come out it just goes right. in there and like into the abyss of copy machines so yeah, yeah it you know opening up the lid putting it down and then you gotta line it up and then you know right. god forbid it's like an 11 by you know it, it, it's 11 by 12 or it's other than 8 by 10 and yeah it, it can become a nightmare i just yeah, go to gonna... office max and cry and have them do it <laughs> he's all seen my personal do... problem i don't really care <laughs> we're gonna do our next episode will be on how to use a copy machine so we'll we'll cover that but derek what's your worst trail experience worst trail immediately comes to mind um it was in it was in uh yosemite and it's near a lake called gravel pit lake mm. um and we it was it was a long day i think i broke off from the group we were having there, there was some uh not bickering there was some just like in conversations going on between people i'm like i, I don't really want to be around these conversations was so, it about copy machines it was about copy machines okay and solar panels. No. Um, so I was like, you know, this is a good opportunity to go on a little solo hike. So I, I peeled off ahead. I went a couple miles ahead and we, there was only really one spot to camp before the end of the trail. So um, I found this lake, it's called Gravel Pit Lake with the, the junction. And I stopped there and lo and behold, I realized um, there was probably like every mosquito on the planet at this junction. So right. I, ended up on the trail in the fetal position trying to cover my face from mosquitoes putting my jacket over my 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 body essentially they were in my nose my ears my mouth like everywhere and um and for those new to our show derek laying on the trail in the fetal position is not actually that uncommon it's not um when you listen to carl's jokes regularly it makes you want to cry so uh no so anyway so that was the biggest issue um we eventually found a campsite and started a fire, got rid of the mosquitoes, but it was it was like a blanket. It was like locusts, but in the form of mosquitoes. You know how locusts come in like billions and trillions. Um, the water <laughs> supply is another issue. Was it was like a what would you call it? like a still bog with like peat moss everywhere, or and, and lily pads and frogs doing things that were inappropriate in this bog, <laughs> like going to the bathroom, going to the bathroom, and then and then we're like, this is the only water source here, so we're like well we're really going to test out these filters today and thankfully they did a pretty good job but it was just it was just not a fun experience it was just yeah. not an enjoyable trail it wasn't hard it was flat but it was just it was just really miserable and, how did um, how did the how did the mosquitoes taste i mean were they were they, <laughs> they crunchy were kinda, they were kind of um, gummy they were kind of gummy I gotcha because you know I, I i found a couple in my teeth once the fire got going so that was just unnecessary, but right. um, definitely not a place I want to go back to. Yeah, when you're flossing out mosquitoes, you're probably in a bad spot. It was, but it's pretty gross. And yeah. and who names the trail the gravel That's pit good trail? Good question. I mean, how lazy can you be? 
Uh, that's a gravel pit down there. What kind of trail you want to name it? We'll just gravel pit. It's right. we'll just do it just, there. Like just yeah. take take an extra five seconds and think of something better. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So, um, I think, and when you say that the water filtration was pretty good, like nobody got sick. I think what you're referring to is if you've ever filtered water where you know you, it's gone through the filter and it still kind of tastes a little yucky. Funky? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of what it was. But nobody got sick. Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. What about you? You got a trail that was. Horrible. Um, I think, I think two stories for that is good. I think, I think I'd agree with you because we had, we had other challenges on that same trail. So I'm going to stick with the gravel pit as well. I like that answer. Both had that experience. What about, uh, yeah, let's go with, once we got, I got all sorts of categories here. What about your kind of worst dinner or trail food experience, Scott? What do you have for that one? Oh man. Um, well, it, it probably was very early on when I was, um, backpacking um uh you know for some reason like when you're new to backpacking you think you you know you have to buy freeze-dried food um so you go out and you buy all this mountain house stuff and you know thank god there's so much more to choose from now but you know 2002 there wasn't a lot of choices right um and so when I was uh, hiking, they t- when I, I, I'd, I'd hike the Smokies uh, through the Smokies, and I thought, well, if I was gonna if I was gonna make it through the Smokies, I was gonna make the decision to hike the AT. And so I was, I was in the Smokies, and um, I made myself they had uh, Mountain House. They had uh, the powdered eggs. The and, and back then it was just eggs. It didn't even, it didn't even add any bacon bits. There was nothing. It was God, just. I'm already getting, I'm already getting nauseous. <laughs> it was just. It was, it was just the the package was eggs. You know? okay. So so sounds like a winner. Like so a winner. and you know you 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 know like what what else are you gonna have for breakfast? I guess you know like granola or you know Not back oatmeal. then you know right so. <laughs> so yeah, so I already had my share of oatmeal. I've already had my this crap uh eggs and uh so i opened that up and i i i ate like maybe two spoon spoonfuls and that i was it that was done i mean i got oh. sick it all came oh. up and so this guy so you know like i'm just getting sick um next to the next to bar by the shelter this guy old guy he comes up to me goes how can you eat that crap and i go <laughs> and i go oh, <laughs> like man look at him i go well i don't know he goes you eat that shit at home <laughs> and i go oh my gosh i said no he goes well why are you eating it on the trail <laughs> and i thought it was, was like a, point. it was like a come to jesus moment like the lights came out of the clouds right. i felt like you know i just been gifted that. this beautiful wisdom and i was like i don't know why i'm eating but that to to this day that is still the worst meal i have ever eaten on the okay. trail was you just i'm so it. no i'll never forget it because i, I mean, got yeah. great advice afterwards so i think i think the meal if i i mean you know you take one for the team right so if That's the true. meal if that meal was the worst but it got me like really good advice then you know i guess i guess well, it mission, was mission worth mission it accomplished. yeah mission right accomplished. I'm, I'm curious um Carl, I think what is your what's your grossest meal? Did you like well, for, eat a dead animal or something? <laughs> mosquitoes. Intentionally, yeah. All the mosquitoes and bugs. Yeah, no, but but yeah, I, I'm with you on the freeze dry stuff. I do at least Derek and I do think that the freeze dry stuff has gotten better over the years, and there's a lot yeah, of, so like the peak refuels, we like a lot of those and some other brands. Um, what is it? Packet packet gourmet. Packet yeah. gourmet. So we, we like some of that stuff, but um 
I did. Tr- I try to try new stuff on the trail. I try to try. I don't know if that it wasn't well, try to try. try. To try. I attempt to try new stuff on the trail every trip just to see if I can find kind of a new staple that's going to go with me. And so this is just from a couple months ago. Uh, we get a Sierra or it used to be called Sierra Trading Post near our house. And they, so they sell kind of like discounted gear and food and that kind of thing. So I, I got this brand freeze dry called ReadyWise. Ooh. And uh, it was spicy noodles. Yikes. ReadyWise spicy noodles. And so I thought it was like, or spicy Asian noodles, something like that. Sounded good. So I cooked that up night one and it tasted just like, just like kind of like raw noodles. They just kind of poured a bunch of chili powder on basically. Like it was just, Tasty. Yeah, yeah, not even salted or anything. And I took a couple bites and I just said, I can't, I just can't eat Couldn't this. do it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to tell you what I did and then and, and you two can give me feedback whether this is appropriate or not. But we'll ju- we're going to judge you. Yeah. I didn't want to carry it out. So um, because, you know, it's, it's hydrated now. So now it's got the water content and I am not looking to carry extra weight. Mm-hmm. So we, we, I, I, I prefer to say we, but it was really, it's, it's safer. It was really it's safer to say we. Yeah. <laughs> I dumped it into the campfire and burned it up that way. Is that, is that okay to do? I mean, I can't say, well, Scott, why don't you answer that first? <laughs> I, I don't. You're afraid to answer that first. <laughs> well, I would say this is that if you were in bear country, it was okay for you, but it probably wasn't okay for the next person that came to the campground. Okay. Um, so you think that you think spicy noodle ashes are going to attract bears? Okay. So that's a great question. Um, so I just watched this. I just, being in Yellowstone for four months, I watched a lot of Yellowstone documentaries, right? Cause you know, yeah. I wanted to know, right. I wanted to know the area. They had a documentary. They had this scene where a, a grizzly bear could smell bison that was dead underneath the frozen water Mm. and so this grizzly bear comes down this mountain right goes to this this pond that's covered in ice breaks the ice and pulls that bison out of the water how how thick is the ice you think well i mean i the according to yellowstone rangers bears can smell i mean feet underneath the ice not inches, mm. but feet. Yeah. And this big, this big grizzly. So I would imagine, I mean, bears can smell stuff 20 miles away. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, when you think it's not going to happen or you think you've covered, I, I think bears have, in, they live in a whole different, <laughs> man, they're in a right, whole right, different right. world of smell yeah. than we are for sure. I, I think my answer is a little more simplistic. I think I've I've learned that uh, bears don't really enjoy uh, Chinese food, so um, <laughs> they're more into you know. American well, it could be a chi- it could be a panda. It, it could Paleo be a panda. A, real- well, a panda <laughs> would a panda would enjoy Chinese food. Oh, panda would love Chinese food. <laughs> the occasional bear I've seen eat sushi, so I think he might you know I think he might be able to get away with it uh, depending on how much spice what type of spice was on that. So. Right. If there was any like wonton or, or 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 fortune cookies nearby, he's in trouble probably. But mm. um, yeah, I think you're okay. I think you're okay. Just okay. burn it up. Yeah. It'd be I ironic if a bear fire. opened up a fortune cookie and it said you should not eat fish. I mean, that would Don't, be that would be interesting. That would be terrible. <laughs> I would say burn up the food and then pee on the fire after that to mark your territory, <laughs> and then you'll be good. Okay. 
That's fair. I don't, I, I would just say, just to clarify, I was not the only person that had that reaction to food that night. And so lots of food got burned up in the fire, but it got mm. mixed in with the ashes. And we had a thorough, thorough, a thorough fire. Is that fair to say? Did you pee on the fire? Uh, I don't know if that happened. That's your you mistake. Were, you were on that trip. Sorry, buddy. No, I would have peed. Okay. I would have peed. All right. Well, speaking of, um, yeah, peeing on the fire and those types of decisions, I got a category here. Worst backpacking companion of all time. And we don't need to name names here, but um, like, what does it, what does it mean to you, Derek, to have a bad backpacking companion? What does it mean to me? Yeah. What does that that conjure up? It means uh, it's going to be a rough trip, uh, obviously. Um, What does that look like? I think it's one, one thing that makes it rough is like, it's when the conversation is dry, when there's nothing like this person does not want to engage. You want to be entertained. I need entertainment. Um, Russell Crowe was right. So I think that uh, having somebody you can chat with or, or just that doesn't take themselves too seriously that, you know, you can joke around, play a game. Um, they're just flexible. I think that's, okay. that's huge. And it's ideal to have like, to me, at least like three or four people. Minimum. Okay. All right. So you don't have start, you don't start, have anybody in particular you're thinking of. You're just kind of going more general. Well, obviously you're annoying, but I stick. I put up with you. Um, <laughs> okay. But God, what's it like to go backpacking with both of you? Oh my God, we it's raining. <laughs> it's raining for others. It's raining for others. No, no. Um, I think it's fun. I mean, we have people that want to go with us, but I think that um, hopefully we're entertaining. I think we're pretty we're pretty go with flow. I think we're both very good at like when things just go wrong that we we kind of enjoy that we kind of enjoy the challenge of like figuring out what to do so mm, depends depends on yeah. how much food carl's eaten that's true right um and if his shoulders are bothering him so i think that uh just mainly the company i think um has to be positive and flexible okay. otherwise it's just uh, Gotcha. I, I'm just picturing you both standing around the campfire peeing on your food after you've thrown it in the campfire. <laughs> so, I mean, the campfire. Oh, right. my God. <laughs> that's the scene. That's the takeaway from this. That's, that's good. That's what we're after. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I can get past this. I, I'm a good sleeper, so I feel like I can get past the snoring. You're is, taking it. You know, cut, yeah, you're taking cut the me answer out. away. Yeah. Oh, that's his answer. Okay. Yeah. Like, scratch that. Yeah. Cut I'm that not, part I'm out. Edit, edit that out because. Okay, Scott, you're yeah. up. Go ahead. Yeah. So well, no, really it's not. You? It's not always the snore. Although the snore does make things a little bit, you know, aggravating. I guess when you know you're trying to get some rest, you're trying to, and and it's not the snore. It's the early to bed snore. You know okay. where you're still like kind of. Snore? Well, you're still kind of up and maybe you kind of like took an extra 30 minutes around the campfire or, you know, whatever, whatever that point is. And, but the, the person that you're hiking with goes to bed like at eight o'clock and at eight Oh one, they're in full snore oh, mode. Yeah. And so you hear them before you even get into your sleeping bag. Right. 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 Um, and you're like, Oh God, this is going to be like, but I think more than that, I think, I, I think uh, when you go with a group of people um, that they, like you're right they don't have any kind of sense of humor they don't Mm -hmm. they're they're so nervous or they're like what's that noise what's that do you hear that what's that i don't know i don't know what the and you know like did you hear that sound did he there's some there's an animal out there very skittish yeah it's like it's a squirrel for the love of god you know yeah and if if they're not and the trail has this way of bringing out the vulnerable sides of people or it, it usually does and so i think when you are with people that just are like closed up they want to talk about things it can be make the, it just makes the trip a lot longer so that's good i like that um yeah. let me okay i got a question well, so there was one we actually did an episode a while back on like backpacking inventions 
and I think we called it like backpacking. Oh, right, I think right, right, things yeah. that should happen are like, if we could invent something, this will we invent. And we thought it'd be cool to come up with some sort of like a phone app that basically answers that question. What's that noise? And then you just kind of like hold <laughs> it up and you're like, Oh, that's just a little squirrel running around or that's a bear chomping your food or whatever it is, you know? So it uh, hasn't happened yet, but you know what, if anyone wants to take that idea, then you have full license to do so free, free, free of charge. Yeah. Absolutely. Could you make yeah. things up? Like, could you, could, could that is, so it's a, it's a voice app where it actually talks to you like Siri or so you can say, Siri, what's that noise? And then it would. <laughs> yeah. See, now you're, you're making it better than we had. That should be like, it's a deer gnawing on the salt off your backpack. <laughs> no, I would love to do the recordings for the app. I would love to give the answer. So Siri, what's that noise? Oh, yeah. And your yeah. answer would be like, Run, my friend. Yeah. Run like the wind. Or calm down the other way. Like, calm down. It's just the leaves rustling. It's just a black bear, not a grizzly. Right. No, no. Or it's like, you've lived a good life. And then that's the end. That's it. <laughs> you know? yeah. According to our thermal GPS satellite, you have minutes. Minutes. Oh, my goodness. That was, I, yeah. That see now you just you take an idea you, you've um, improved upon it so it sounds like you might be the person to make this happen. We just lost millions of dollars. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so okay, I got let's a do, question. Let's, let's do one more category. Okay, one more category. Okay, Carl, here's a question. Um, what's the worst piece of gear you've ever used or had oh, on the trip? Yeah, we've talked a lot about gear that we love and gear that we think should not exist on our show. And uh, this is tough because it's, it's probably between two. We, is it we? It's probably more I again. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big fan of the buff or the aqua clip. Um, so, that's two, but okay. Yeah, so I had to choose between these two. I guess I gotta go with the aqua clip. That's, okay. Scott, are you familiar with the aqua clip? Yeah. Do you yeah. use one? No. Okay, so I'm not going to offend you. I'll probably offend somebody out there. I mean, but... you did use it wrong the first time you use it, though, right? Yeah, it didn't come okay. with directions, but yeah. So, you, so it just clips onto the water bottle, and then you clip it onto you know your shoulder strap so you have easier access. So the idea behind it is actually really good. But the way that it plays out is it just is a really clunky thing that's kind of dangling on your shoulder strap. And so I bent down to examine a Sasquatch carcass that we came across on one trip. And as I bent down, the water bottle popped off of the shoulder strap into the carcass, rendering it like not usable for the rest of the trip. Alleged Sasquatch carcass. Alleged. Thank you. Just so you know. Yeah. And so, so I'm going to go with yeah, a piece of gear that's meant to kind of make things more efficient, but actually ended up making things worse. That's my answer. That's a very thorough. Um, Thank you. Aqua clip. Aqua clip. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, Scott, what you got? Interesting. Oh man. Um, I think the gear that I hate failing the most is, um, probably a, a crappy clip on a backpack. Um, so you guys remember go light. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they okay. make some good and really bad stuff at the same time. Uh, absolutely. Well, you know, go light went out of business. He reinvented, uh, that the same brand or the same gear with my trail. Okay. And, uh, Man, oh man, uh, it was. I used that, I used his backpack, you know, because I had a go light for years. It was a great winter pack, by the way, way ahead of its time in the lightweight uh backpacking stuff. But right. when I went back to my trail, I mean, I couldn't do two or three miles for, for with that damn chest strap just breaking. 
I mean, oh, it broke. It kept on coming undone over and uh, over and over and annoying. over yeah. again. And um, when I think of like, you know, like the worst gear or just gear that I just want, I but by, by the time I was done with that trail, I think I was doing, uh, I think I went up on the AT, I was doing uh, from Carver's Gap. I think we did. I don't know, like about 12 miles. Uh, we ended up at the uh, at some kind of hostel or something over there uh, that wasn't there when I did it. Um, I would I threw the backpack away. <laughs> so, oh. so I was I was so I was just so pissed that yeah, I couldn't I keep be. the ga- the damn sternum strap. And it wasn't breaking. It was just coming unbuckled. Okay. So oh gosh, that's interesting. It's yeah. like a manufacturing. We, issue, yeah, yep, absolutely. I bought, well, yeah, I bought a Golite, um, like hydration pack years and years ago. And the way that the tube came out of the pack was at such a weird angle that it kinked the hose. And so you couldn't actually mm. drink the water out right. of the pack. Yep. And then, but it was, I bought it based on a recommendation from backpacker magazine who said like, this is a good water pack. And then I realized that a lot of those recommendations were simply just advertisements. And so I kind of learned my lesson, I think from, from that. And now I, I just don't trust that magazine anymore. So. Do, you, do you use that backpack still? I think no, I think I, I think I bought it at REI, and so I returned it, mm. and I returned it with a disgusted look on my face. Like, as as you should, like take this back and don't sell it to anybody else. How dare you? How dare yeah. you? Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. Do you have one? I got one. It's a, it's an easy one. It's the camel the camelback uh, water bladder. Um, <laughs> I mean, you, like geez. you're not strong enough to open it. Is what you're saying? <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, no, I put it in my pack bag. It, it seemed sealed. It seemed fine. I would hang it upside down and squeeze it. Everything looked great. Throw it in the backpack. Walk about two miles. Everything in the pack was wet. Right. Um, oh, man. To close it. You know, strength is irrelevant. Um, I think that uh, it should easily close for an old lady. And uh, clearly, I have either that strength or similar. So. No, it was You're just making like, fun of old ladies' strength. Wow, I'm comparing wow. them to you. You gotta listen better. Uh, okay. Um, so yeah, I think that that happened mm. on I gave it another chance, which was foolish. I did it on two trips, and I was like, the same thing happened on both trips, made everything difficult. Everything is wet, the water was hard to now like have and drink because of this stinking bladder. So, um, I, I hate it, I just hate it. Was that the big screw? So like it was the had the big mouth to it, and you had to kind of right. You you had to be right. like a NASA scientist to screw the lid back yeah. it through. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those did leak. A, those did leak a lot, uh, for sure. So never again. And and the, the 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 amount of plastic they use on those caps there, plus just the bladder itself, they actually weigh. They're almost like Nalgene bottle weight on that. <laughs> six ounces six of plastic ounce, right. for one cap yeah right right so you know i had a right. i had a i had a backpack that was um a bunch of us had gone backpacking the the big lesson is never never put water in your platy this is when i was using a platy and throw it in the car first um and so oh, right 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 and so i my my pack was on the bottom and you know, we're getting ready to go and we're hiking and these two girls are behind me and I could feel, <laughs> I could feel what I could feel liquid <laughs> dropping on my calf. Oh, <laughs> that's not what you want. And <laughs> at, at the first thing I thought was like, well, here I go. I've reached that age now where, you know, I can no yeah. longer, <laughs> my bladder is just, it's just going and i without even turning around i asked one of the girls hey um i can feel liquid on my leg what's dripping 
And she was like, it looks like you're in water platinum. I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so, really? yeah, it, it was the old platypus that actually, you know, I'd filled it up too much. And the seam actually, it split the seam. And really? was, yeah, that was the only time. But if, you know, I mean, you put that much weight, your platys fall, you know, and it's, a, yeah. you know, it's, it's just physics something's it's just, it's gonna just have to go because it's like such an important piece of equipment yeah because wreck other stuff right so yeah. i had one with a platypus and i haven't used it since as a result is um i think i left it like in the car or something in colorado and so it the water froze up but it froze up in such a weird way that it made the ice i guess relatively sharp and so just moving it around punctured the platypus the ice inside oh and yeah so i just thought that's not what you want either so anyway no. so i've gone with a different brand but um that's kind of part of our yeah part of my quest is to find the best water reservoir op- option out that's lightweight uh that doesn't have a leaky bite valve that works the search continues it does yeah. it does so um i think there's some takeaways though from this episode we learned some some food not to buy we learned some trails to avoid we learned some gear to avoid and we learned uh the types of people that derek wants to uninvite on a backpacking trip so yeah right there you go I think that's those are good tips. I, I think I've learned to definitely bring my camera when I go backpacking with you guys for the whole campfire. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, no <laughs> Carl finds so many fake things on the trail. Sasquatch carcasses. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, our our group and our trips are typically disasters waiting to happen. So that's probably a fair <laughs> assessment. Is bring a camera so you can capture that. Absolutely. Yeah, but um, hey Scott, this has been awesome, man. We just appreciate you joining our show and um all the uh, stories you have and the tips and wisdom and sense of humor, man. So really appreciate it. Yeah. It was a pleasure. Always a pleasure. The dual show. Well, I appreciate you guys, um, you know, reaching out again. Um, I love your show. Uh, Keep up the good work. You know, the, the, the cool thing about, um, you know, backpacking with friends and uh, you know, people that you meet along the trail is that, yeah, you know, the funny stories always end up later when you can kind of, you know, sit back and think about it. But the, the, right. you know, the, the more important thing is that you're going out there. I mean, nothing's ever going to go right. You know, right, right, I mean, right. and when it does go right for me, when everything's perfect, quite frankly, I get a little disappointed because I'm like, oh my God, that was so beautiful. Wrong. And, you know, like wild horses came up to me and I rode one and it was like, <laughs> I walked in and I drove, you know, rode off in the sunset. And I mean, wild like, horses. but, but there's really no, I mean, yeah, that's great. And that's what everybody wants when they go out there. But the truth of the matter is it's much better when, you know, a wild horse horses, you know, come stamp, you know, stampede through your campsite or, you know, like you didn't see that coming or whatever that is. That's where I think backpacking and going out in nature and kind of like, you know, telling mother nature, like, bring it on, man, bring it on. It's part you of the know, adventure, right? That yeah. is the adventure. You know, that that that's the beautiful thing about going out there. And uh, it's the stories afterwards. We we did this um, little meet and greet in Yellowstone. And um, I got to share with this, you guys, before we before we go. So, yeah. you know, I'm picking people up at at Cody, Wyoming Airport and which is an hour and a half away from Cook City, Montana. I have to go up over a mountain. Uh, mountain pass to get to cody which is like a small box airport i mean right. you couldn't Ooh. get any smaller i mean i'm, I'm surprised yeah. they just don't push you out of the plane instead of landing there it's a small airport 
And we're at this, we're at, we're in Yellowstone. We're at this campground. It's two days before everyone's supposed to come out. And I we're I'm in the van and I go to put it in drive and the whole shift, the whole shift tube, the whole gear gig where you put it in drive, you know, park yeah. falls in my hand. This sounds lovely. It oh, breaks lovely. in the middle. Um, we pulled off that trip by rigging the transmission wire to shift on the side of the driver's side door. And I, you know, I, I did not think we were going to get that trip off. I did not think that we were able to, we were, we, I thought we were going to have to cancel the trip and people were flying in. Oh my goodness. That's oh, scary. Man. Actually. That's really scary. We did it. Yeah. We, we, we had the best time and Ooh. it's things like that, that, you know, the, the whole purpose of going out there is to experience everything, you know, mm-hmm. not everything you experience is always going to be good. Right. A little <laughs> good, bad, whole, ugly. Right. Yeah. Right. That's the whole part of the thing, but we had a great time and uh, you know, Yellowstone was, uh, I couldn't even imagine um, uh, passing up Yellowstone. To, we did a lot of backpacking trails out there. Um, it's the only place that I've ever, um, I think in all the years I've been backpacking where you, you have to take the bear safety stuff like right. really seriously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure, really seriously um, because people are getting, you know, I mean, they get catapulted by bison all the time because they don't mm. think bison are dangerous. Um, elk will come out and attack you. I mean, it's, it's pretty wild uh, out there, man. So um, we're going to be out there um, for, we're probably going to be out there again until next October. Okay. Mm. So mm. I'm inviting you guys. Oh, wow. Why don't you guys come up to Yellowstone okay. and I will this take you. It is official. I will take okay. you guys on probably one of the most beautiful backpacking trips you'll ever go on. That wow, that's, a, that's are, quite the invite. We are honored. That is that's super quite the nice of you. Yeah. I, I would love to see that. And we can we can sneak. October. Yeah, we'll be there. So the season really to go, I would say, would be between well, the summer's the best. Um, okay. But anytime between the snow is officially gone, probably in June. Um, okay. So you've got June, July um august but but keep in mind we're at eight thousand we're about eighty five hundred feet it can snow 12 months out of the year um in higher elevations but um yeah probably i would say june july august september and even if you guys can get away in september that's i i to me that's the best month to go okay in september because the wildlife starts coming out um elk is in rut um, you know, the bears are thinking, Hey man, I got to fatten up. And so, you know, they're, they're getting ready. Uh, bears actually come down into cook city in the month of October. Um, mm-hmm. it's really not that uncommon for, you know, to walk down the street and see a grizzly walk right in front of you. Um, it's not uncommon at all. It's, it's actually pretty regular. Um, but you guys, you guys come out, man, we, we need to do a backpacking trip together and, uh, we're going to be there. And so we can give you free lodging. Um, and, uh, cook city, Montana, we'll give you free lodging and, uh, you know, I'll take you uh, to some pretty epic places. We'd love to go backpacking with you guys. 
Okay. Yeah, we like seriously, we are honored. That is a super nice invite. We'll um, we'll have to check the calendars and yeah, uh, and we'll look into that. Yeah, sure. yeah and that and it, it really beats the the fact that I have a white sketchy van and it it, it pulling you guys <laughs> in the van and kidnapping you is just a lot. It'd be much uh, easier if you guys actually just came out there by yourselves. Okay, that well that makes sense. <laughs> if I want to get kidnapped, I want to do it proper. You know? Although it'd be a great backpacking story though. Remember exactly. the time I kidnapped? Yeah, this yeah. yeah, that's how another way things don't go as planned. Right? Trust the yeah. trail and the white man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, All no right. problem. Great, man. Yeah. Awesome. So you guys, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate all your support. Uh, if you like this podcast, go to trustedtrailpodcast.com. You can always click on our merch link. It's a great time to buy for Christmas, um, even for New Year's. Uh, we've partnered with Teespring. We've got all kinds of coffee cups, T-shirts, hoodies with all your favorite sayings on them. Shout out to our lovely and amazing Facebook members and our patrons who help support our podcast so much. Richard Curry, Angela Salas, Kim Caverman, Brother Bear, Jalang, Amy Tappendorf, EJ Newell, Becky Wenger, Helene Prophet, Ted Jones, Bob Esser, Jeff Nyman, Danny Bowen, Jack Masters, Lisa Pruitt, Mike Pellet, Brad Wolf, Suzanne Johnson, Gary Brucia, Shirley Nutt, Jessica Wolfen, Jordan Landcrack, Susan Adams, Kevin Frost, Gina Purcell, and of course, Dean Dowsett. Thank you guys so much. If you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcast. All you need to do is create an account and go to Trust the Trail Podcast. And as little as $2 a month, get our special benefits. Normally, you get our podcast early. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're, on, we're now on Facebook, believe it or not. And it sounds like we're on YouTube. Wait, what? Do we have a YouTube channel? We do have a YouTube channel. So go check out. We have, uh, we're just uploading our favorite podcast on Trust the Trail YouTube channel. So you guys remember, the trail does give you everything you need. Get out there and enjoy it. And remember, trust the trail. Bye, you guys. Bye.